0: welcome to festival nation on the pantheon podcast network here's your host marla davies
1: hey now welcome to festival nation the podcast where we celebrate the magical world of music festivals let there be songs to fill the air festival nation here on the pantheon podcast network is featuring a special mini-series on skull and roses and we'll be dedicating a series of shows featuring the musicians playing at the festival Skull and Roses is a multi-day festival celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead. Skull and Roses returns April 2nd to the 5th for its 4th anniversary at the legendary Ventura County Fairgrounds on the Central California coast. I'm also giving away a pair of passes to Skull and Roses right here on Festival Nation. Just reach out on Twitter at Nation Festival, Facebook and Instagram at Festival Nation Podcast, or shoot me an email at FestivalNationPodcast at gmail.com and let me know why you like the podcast and who you're most psyched to see at Skull and Roses. I'm Marla Davies and today we are with rock guitarist Steve Kimmock, who blossomed in the 1970s San Francisco music scene. He's been connected with the Grateful Dead in some way or another for years. He played in Heart of Gold with Keith and Donna Jean Godchow, Kingfish with Bobby Ware, Phil Lesh and Friends, The Other Ones, Rat Dog, The Rhythm Devils with Billy Kreutzmann, Mickey Hart and Mike Gordon of Fish. And currently he's lead guitarist in Voodoo Dead. Imagine morphing the spirit of New Orleans with the vibe of the Grateful Dead and sprinkle in some serious improvisation and that's Voodoo Dead who you can see at the upcoming Skull and Roses Festival, celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead, April 2nd to the 5th at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. On the way, Steve Kimmock joins us, and you'll hear about some of Steve's few regrets in life, one being that he never studied at the Ali Akbar School of Music.
2: Damn. What am I doing with this rock and roll stuff, <laughs> man? After all I this should, time. After all this time, man, I should be like, I should have like the thing with, this, with the little skin head that goes plunk, 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 you know? <laughs> I like that so much, man. That's the pluck, the old plucked string thing. And, and now guitars all go re, 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 you know? Please welcome guitarist Steve Kimmock.
1: Steve and I started our conversation bonding, well, sort of, about us both being from Pennsylvania. Steve's from Bethlehem. We're from Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, PA.
2: Pittsburgh, that's the opposite part of Pennsylvania. I know
1: it's the kind of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> when I say I'm it's like from Ohio Pennsylvania, that's like New New. It's like West Virginia. When we when I say oh I'm from Pennsylvania, and you go I'm from Pennsylvania, and then you, we tell each other where we're like uh oh, oh no not really. You're from yeah, like the New York side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's <not> like
2: that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I man. I, I my thing was was uh, you know growing up was Philly.
1: Of course, you know,
2: because that was where my my aunt Dottie was, and she was the folk singer that you know kind of got the whole music thing going for me in my head. And my cousin Bobby was down there, so we had all the, you know, it was the cousins. The, cousins, the cousins were the, the cousins good influences you know? on you. Apparently, yeah. I mean, in in hindsight, yeah.
1: It seems I like guess. it's in the blood. Now your your son, right? He's in a band as well.
2: Yeah, he's in my band when he can be, and 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 to his own. Uh, when he's, when he's when he's not doing that, um he's uh like the, the drummer for all the for all of my favorite bass players. <laughs> he plays in O'Teal's band. Yeah, yeah. He plays he plays with um Mike Gordon, you know. And yeah, George Fish. Porter, you know, with me and with you know and, and, and uh George himself and, and 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 so forth. He's that kind of he's that kind of guy. He's versatile. He makes the drummer he, he makes the bass players happy.
1: Well, that's good. Someone's got to keep the beat, and that's
2: the best, the best case, best kind of drawer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they're not that good. <laughs> but so it's like a family business for you guys. That's great. I love it when you it, play together and all. Yes. So when you when he was cu- just curious, you know, when he was growing up and stuff, did you want him to get into music? I mean, did you feel like it was like, hey, that's a pretty good business, or like, dude, don't do it?
2: Oh, um no my thing with the with the kids because he's got he's got brothers too is is just to encourage them you know on on their on their path you know like if they show an interest in something it's like oh you want to do that okay great let's do that and then when they decide they don't want to do that and they want to do something else I'm like oh great great let's do something else um because I figure eventually they'll just sort of settle on something that they really enjoy you know so I, I don't um you know I think it's for me anyway you know as a as a a parent it would be wrong to discourage somebody who wanted to go into music obviously and at the same time being a musician myself it'd be wrong to like try and force an understanding on them you know like you know do this without fail you know standing over them with a switch (laughs) practicing rudiments you know um that kind of thing only because, you know, I struggled with that, uh, myself as a, as a young person, I was like a teenager, you know, like 16 or something Right. when I kind of committed to playing music. Right. I was like, I want to, I want to play the guitar. You right. Know? Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I my, my, Thinking about what it was that I was actually doing, like if there was some significance to the activity, or if there was a point to the program, or if you know, um, it seemed to be different than a lot of people's. Although it didn't occur to me until later how different people's motivations could be for being involved in, uh, you know, in this business.
1: Like you um, really wanted to play. Are you
2: saying other people I just wanted maybe to play right? were and then,
1: doing it for other reasons, like to get girls or who knows?
2: Well, yeah, or just you know, they were just somewhere else with it. It wasn't like exactly the same thing. I thought it was for a while, but it turns out that it's just, you know, it's just too big and people are too different um to assume that anybody else that you're working with has you know the same skin in the same game everybody's doing it for their own reasons and everybody seems to be doing something else uh, no matter how much t- uh, together it is anyway
1: so is the best bands that you've been in when when you felt like you guys were all on the same page then you were the same motivation
2: uh sure yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Even, you know, even uh, when, I mean, because, I mean, I think that is banned, you know, with the little air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Picture picture my hands up in the air, you know, like in, in, in Zero, you know, right. when, when we were really, uh, you know, hitting it hard. Um, we were kind of on the same page uh, as, as people. It was sort of a, a gang model band. You know, we were a gang, more than a more than a band. So it didn't matter uh, so much what exactly it was we were doing, just that we were doing it together. And it was us against the world. And you know, um, fuck you. This is us. Deal with it. You know. I like, like person, that attitude. You know, so what's well, rock and roll. You know, it's right. a per- personal personal freedom kind of thing. Uh, to to just like kind of loop back to the my young man trying to play thing as a young man trying to play people kept coming to me and say hey you should learn music theory you're really good you should learn music theory and i was like yeah well i got a theory (laughs) what what was that my theory is i'm gonna do what i want (laughs) my theory was my theory was music was the feeling that you got when you listen to good music and that was it, you know, simple and, and, you know, if I put something on and I was like, whoa, you know, and I got the chicken scanner I, I got the goosebump, I got the, you know, I got the rush. I got the, oh my God, you know, I just, you know, when I got in the moment with it and I figured that was as it, you know. And um, I ev- eventually I caved in oh and, like, you tried did? to learn it tried to learn all this stuff man and I spent like 50 years you know Unlearn- like, i'm to,
1: learning it
2: <laughs> trying to learn jazz harmony and stuff like that you know ah. and then and, but you still work, and then you realize, well, people don't dance to chords, you know, and you can write everything out in all 12 keys, and somebody will still throw up in your lap at the gig, you know, like, it, it's all the same, you know? And I, so I wasn't, you know, by the time Johnny was born, having kind of gone through this thing of of being a attracted to finding my way in music and loving listening to it so much and just enjoying the activity.
1: Right. Cause um, you got to enjoy it because then you lose, you just lose the fun of it. You know, if it's just, if, well, you, yeah, yeah, if so, you lose yeah. that, you know, yeah. I knew a guy that was a professional bicyclist and I'm like, Oh, did you, do you still ride? He's like, no, no, I hate it. No, <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs>
2: was, that was, that was always, uh, um, uh that's always Bob Weir's uh, you know comment. It's like if, if it you know if it wasn't fun, you know if we weren't having fun, there's no point no point in doing this if it's not fun. Um,
1: very wise words, I believe.
2: yeah, so with Johnny, you know, I like I couldn't, I knew that if I tried to go, hey, look, it's this, this is what it is, you know, um, that I'd be screwing him up because I know that every chance you get to go for this is, you know, it's, it's this, because what do I know about music? You know, like, like in a formal sense, the kind of stuff that I know, you know, puts me mostly in Austria in the late 1800s and maybe, (laughs) maybe New York or Chicago in the forties or something like that, you know? And, uh,
1: so this is basically you know, an advertisement to not get classically trained as a musician. Just go oh, play. No, no, not at all. No,
2: not a, no, no, not at all. I, I, I encourage everybody to learn everything that they, they, they um, possibly can, but I could see in my son, John's enjoyment that he didn't need to be directed. Uh-huh. He just needed to be, and you know, it was like, Oh, this is the kid where you put the sandwich under the door, you know, just let him let him go, you know,
1: and figure been, it out.
2: And he certainly has. He has more than I have in my estimation, oh, you know, nice. found f- found his natural uh, place in it, you know. Yeah, well,
1: you know, yeah. even Bruce Springsteen. I mean, I've read his bio and you know studied him over the years. He practices. I mean, he he plays a lot to be that good.
2: Oh, you got to do it all. Yeah, you, no, you do you too. Could. I'm sure. And I and, and I, I wish, I wish that I could do. I wish that I could do more. You know, um, on some level, like on the like on the regret level. Okay. I have like a couple of regrets. All right. And like my 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 number one, I might have two or three regrets in my entire life. Like wow, really, like, uh, that's impressive. That's yeah. impressive. Well, i you know I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm just a terrible human being. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but do tell. Let's hear. What are your regrets? That aside, man, when I moved to California, like in the middle '70s, I landed, like adjacent the parking lot of the ali akbar school and i used to go over there all the time man i didn't have the money to like pay for the class but they 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 sensed i was you know eager um, eager and so i would sit and listen you know whenever i could and played with the students and different bands and tried to pick up what i could you know and um but I didn't pursue it. And one of my, and, and one of our buddies, one of the people that, that, that kind of came with our crew, um, he, uh, from the East coast was this dude, Ken Zuckerman, who picked up the, uh, picked up the road, uh, back then, you know, like, right, when we all got to California and he went to the school and he wound up being the director of the Ali Akbar college of music in Basel in Switzerland. and, and, Plays as in that North Indian classical tradition as well as anyone could, you know. I uh-huh. mean, he's just, um, it's just amazing, you know, and I love that music too. And me recently, too. me too, you know, recently got to uh, to hang out for a week and perform with, uh, like the best guitar player on the planet, Debashish Bhattacharya, an Hindustani slide guitarist. Um, and, man, we hit it off. We had so much fun, and we got to play a whole bunch of stuff, and it was great and everything like that. And I was like, damn, what am I doing with this rock and roll <laughs> stuff, man? After all I this should, time. After all this time, man, I should be like – I should have like the thing with this, with the little skin head that goes – plunk, 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 you know, <laughs> I like that so much, man. That's the pluck, the old plucked string thing. And, and now guitars all go re, 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 you know. So well, you know,
1: like, Steve, it is not too late.
2: It's no, that, that, that's what I'm told. But I, I, I wonder, but I, I I still might wind up, you know, st- I don't know, man. It might be too late. Maybe too late, too, maybe too I, late
1: if... because you're, you're – first of all, in Wikipedia, you're listed, and I love this, American
2: guitarist, Steve Kimmock. So well, yeah. That's well, it. See, so... that's a, right now, that's a problem because, <laughs> for, 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 for example, like if say I wanted to go like, like if I was into the Ood, you know? Like where where's the where are the oods? You know, I mean they're all over the place, but they're basically in the Middle East and a place that, that used to be like the ood capital of the planet, um, you know, d- d- got, you know, d- bombed into like little yeah. molecules, right. You know, for uh, for 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 shock and awe. You know, Baghdad. That's where <laughs> that's where you go for. It, you know, you want to ood, um, that kind of thing. You know, I know, I it's get like, it. Like the, the the you know the our 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 geopolitical situation right now is not conducive to me going to Afghanistan to play the rebob, you know, which is I mean if yeah. I could do you know, like well, talking about regret. Right. It's you like, admit, well it's you weird know.
1: that you're saying this because I've been just fascinated these days with the whole hippie trail thing and how people could travel in this night you know up until the nineteen seventies and peacefully go and hang out in Afghanistan And yeah, learn how to play these crazy instruments from the masters and, you know, the old timers. And those days are just, there's just no way. There's no way. And that time has passed. I just don't even know if we can go back to that time. You know, if we ever, Steve is going to be able to go to Baghdad and learn these instruments,
2: you know. No, no. There's (laughs) There's there's some certain, you know, maybe if I get my Swiss passport together, which I'm working on. Okay. um, but, But certainly not, you know, um a lot of the travel I would like to do as 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 an as an American would be
0: foolish.
1: Well, you know, I think back um, on the Dead. I mean, they played you know in Gaza right below the pyramids in 1978 <laughs> and how could that have been possible it was right before everything changed, you know, and wow, glad yeah. that they did yeah. that, right? What a historic yeah, moment. Exactly. It's festival nation. And I'm with Steve Kimmock today. I'm Marla Davies, celebrating the magical world of music festivals. Let's take a minute to enjoy the music of celebrated Iraqi oud player Rahim Alaj.
0: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
1: More with Steve Kimmock after this.
0: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
1: I'm Marla Davies with rock guitarist Steve Kimmock of Voodoo Dead. Coming up, Steve talks about why he loves playing music festivals. You
2: know, when I go to a festival and there's multiple bands, then I get to see all my friends that play. And it's like, it's a moment where we can sit down and like have a minute. But most of the time, it's literally a minute.
1: You'll also hear about the surreal experience of having a cover band named after you, his joy of playing rock and roll in Japan, and how he's never lost his fervor for the little things at festivals.
2: I enjoy parts of it that nobody else does. I'm still like, Glad to see a deli tray. What? Or just, <laughs> you know, it's like, here's your sweaty cheese. I'm like, oh, thank you. Now, can I go stand in a security line? I'm like, well, now I'm going to go get searched.
1: Steve loves playing festivals and he's playing Skull and Roses, celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead. He'll be there that weekend of April 2nd through the 5th at Ventura County Fairgrounds playing with Voodoo Dead. He also loves playing Jam Cruise. Now Steve, how many of those have you done? How
2: many have they had? Like I 14 of them or something? I've 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 only missed two.
1: Okay, so you play it. you like them.
2: I and and I well, I'm, I'm there um you know, sometimes I don't like it because it rains or something, you know? Uh-huh or it's too loud or something, you know, but most of the time I like it. And, and recently they've gotten like, I, I've, I've gotten a whole lot better for, uh, for, um, for me anyway. I mean, I've kind of, I've kind of figured it out. It's like, I got asked and I went with one band and I went with another band and I went as an artist at large and with my own band and I went with somebody else. So it's just like, it's just sort of, uh, it's, it's tumbled into a kind of thing now where, um, I'm, mean, you know, whatever they call that, or Pete Offender or something like that. And I, I, should, yeah. I should, I should, I should go. And, uh, and I do, and I do enjoy it.
1: Well, I always wonder as a, you know, a person playing that, and I, I've never been on one of those, but I know friends that have gone. It seems like a lot of fun. How, I mean, you're you're really close to your fans. So that, you, that must be pretty good or bad. I'm not sure.
2: Oh, you know what? That doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't suffer from fame. You know what I mean? It's not like I go out to have breakfast and people are coming up to me and bugging me or something like that. You know? Okay. Um, I, I I'm like a I'm a, no, I'm a regular person.
1: Well, that's a, know, that's kind so of a good. blessing,
2: right? It it it, it 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 truly is. Yeah, yeah. I don't have like a pink mohawk or something like that. You know, I mean, I'm just like <laughs> a, a regular fucking dude, a regular dude. Yeah. Um. So I'm so I'm fine with the people being there, and okay. and I've I've been around, you know, I've I've been around the scene long enough that I know a lot of people and it's, it's great to see them, you know, and at, 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 at my age, it's like, Oh, thank God. We're both still, you know, we're both still upright, drawing breath. You know? You're not
1: that old. Okay. Like, Just say,
2: this is cool. <laughs> You're aging yourself. Well, I'm old enough to know You're not even collecting 90s. social security yet. Are you? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm, I'm sure my wife will know how to that for quite some time. Um, <laughs> Anyway um so you
1: like it, oh, it, it, the, so the cruise thing, thing, what well, is it wait, why is it special me,
2: yes why is it special for me jam cruise more than just because like for me as a musician like the the festival thing from my side of the glass the yes. audience you know maybe not so much but from my side of the glass like when i go do a gig you know nine times out of 10 it's my gig and there's no other band there. Okay. I'm not running into another musician at my gig. They're at their gig, right? So when I go to, um, you know, when I go to a festival and there's multiple bands, then I get to see all my friends that play. And it's like, it's the moment where we can sit down and like have a minute. But most of the time, it's literally a minute. And on jam Cruise, you know, you're there all the time.
1: So you're really, yeah, you're in the same place, you're out at sea, God forbid. And Yeah, you know, so if nice. you want to go
2: sit down or you want to be, when you get you get a minute and you get off the boat, go wander the beach, you know, I actually get to hang out for a minute with... Uh, Your friends. Some, some of my musician friends who otherwise, in the course of my duties, I would not see.
1: That totally makes sense. It's like a little vacation so,
2: for you. So that's hip. Yeah, it is. It's, so it's, a- it's, it's super hip because I get, I get to see people play that I know and I love and it's neat to see them.
1: Right. So sign Steve Kimmock up, you know, for all the jam cruises. Thank you. Is, so you're doing Skull and Roses. I'm sure that at Ventura County Fairgrounds, a historic, you know, dead mecca spot. And that's coming up April 3rd through the 5th. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm, I love going to see my friends and to see my favorite bands. And I'm sure that has that same sort of feel to you when you play that kind of festival.
2: Yes, very much so. And, and uh, also from my side of the glass, um, well, I forget, I, I'm I sure the audience gets this too, but like the sound of a thing, the sound of a band or the sound of your voice or anything is like the sound of the room. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like the, 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 your, your acoustic environment is a thing, and rooms tend to have issues, you know? In, oh, in terms sure. of getting things to sound right. It's like you know, it costs a lot of money to make a room sound good.
1: Right, you need to get ambience. Why there's
2: recording studios and stuff, sure. you know. Um and 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 great, you know, concert halls and opera houses and auditoriums and stuff like that, you know. That costs a lot to be cool. Um, but outside right. man, is a, is a thing that's like Almost you know for for my money it's like untroubled it's like I go I play outside man and I don't have issues. I love the sound of music in the air and I love to be able to like walk up to a place where music is playing right and listen to it like from a distance and like wander around like music in the air man that is a thing you know. And, uh, you that's know, and obviously the, the 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 community aspect of it is is it is a thing, but that's like a real special kind of um, listening that's, you know what nature's
1: ambiance.
2: Yeah, and it sounds really good. So that's my my whole uh, you reason. know my whole d- desire reason to be a, a, a festival goer as a musician is because I like, music out of doors, music in the air to me is like as good as it, as good as it gets. I don't, not everybody's special. like that. Some, some guys not they're like, you know, they get on that big empty stage and they're like, Oh, this blows. <laughs> 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 and They really like, I can't wait to get back into a place when I see you like back to my dressing you know, room like, quickly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. You know, I think it sounds better outside.
1: Well, that's, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to see a show outside and dance and, you know, you got nature around you and it's just, it's fantastic. I love, I'm a festival fan. Uh, That's of course why I do a podcast about festivals. There you go. Now you, so you, you've been in many, many, many vans. Of course, your latest is Voodoo Dead and you, you know, you play with, you know, Steve Kimmock and friends and all, you know, you play a lot. You, I mean, you're a professional musician, so you're out there a lot. You play different parts of the country, right? So you're, you you know you play. You really establish yourself in the San Francisco scene. You're actually synony- synonymous with the San Francisco scene. But when you travel around, how do you see crowds acting differently, or do, it's just a mass of people for you?
2: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, people are people are different in different places, for sure. Um, you know. Um, I mean, yeah.
1: is it the, the West Coast laid back crowd? uptight well, yeah. East Coast. It
2: depends how. Well, I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be exactly like that. But. um, What are you doing? What am are I doing? Are you making oh. tea or something? No, nah, just running some water <laughs> in this cup mix. I'm going to have some coffee. Just for example, I'm Please sorry, do. I mean, it funny. Please, I'm gonna, I'm it sounded walk, kind of I'm magical. Walk away from-
1: it sounded a little magical like a, like okay. beads swaying in the wind cool. or something.
2: <laughs> well, imagine imagine this. Okay. I just played with Hot Tuna for their 50th anniversary of the Electric Hot Tuna routine in uh, in New York City. Okay. And so imagine Hot Tuna in New York City. Or imagine like Hot Tuna at the Capitol Theater or something like that. Sure. And then then imagine Hot Tuna at some, you know, like Mountain Winery. Or the the Catalyst or something in Santa Cruz. it's like, no, man, it's it's like those are totally different gigs, man. The audience is completely different, you know. Um,
1: Would you feel a difference, you know, when they have, you know – festival seating versus the open, you know, pit seating versus having to sit in seats versus, you know, being in a bar. I'm sure there's a lot more drinking. So what about the festival seating? Do you like that open, you know, the open area?
2: You know, there's a, there's a, um, I, you know, for, again, from my perspective, there's a little bit of difference, uh, playing in a shed, you know, where there's a, where there's a roof, you know, and, uh, and seats than it is you know playing on a stage where it's you know just like standing room those are those are uh you know those are those are different uh Feelings. those are different those those are yeah those those are those are different kind of events um
1: but if you had to fa- if you've had your favorite you're still going the outdoor you know big concert daytime concert
2: yeah it doesn't have to be big it just has to be outdoors you that's your, so and, that's actually and, your and, favorite and, absolutely yeah and 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 the less formal, usually the better. Yeah, I kind of like it when there's a. Sometimes there'll be there's seats, and then there's like a, a barricade and security, and they stand right. there, you know, and and that's awful. I like it when if there's just a stage and a rail, uh-huh. and then. <laughs> everybody squeezed up against everybody, it, right? Everybody, squeezed up against yeah. it, yawning into coming onto mushrooms, standing in the mud. <laughs> That's cool, <laughs> you know. and it's like, all right, we can play whatever we need to do. You know, like to get this thing done, you know.
0: Absolutely. Because
2: I mean, you still, there's like, um, um, you know, you, you you're, I'm still maybe not you or anybody else, but I'm still subject in a way to audience expectation. You know what I mean? I get up on a stage and I look at the people and I go, oh, geez, I got to play for you. What am I going to do? You know, how am I going to make this okay for you? Because uh-huh. I want to make it okay for the people, you know?
1: You care, and Steve. I, you care.
2: I, and and I do, but I shouldn't. Yes, you should. Be, I love that you be, care. Well, because often, you know, you get in front of an audience and the audience itself is uptight somehow, you know?
1: Um, right, because you don't know uh, what they went through to get to that point. I mean, they, traffic, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, that, that it and the just, other thing.
2: Just, good, just awful, you know, and the, the, the conditions that they had to deal with. Like with security, you're getting in and out. They get yeah. searched and stuff like that, you right. know. And they're like, oh, man, you know, they're waiting for some other band or something like that. Plus, they got searched, you know, right. whatever. You know, plus, you know, it's beer is $11 yeah. for a Dixie cup or something. They're pissed. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I had a whole different... A whole different vibe in mind, you know. And then what do you do? You just, you know, gently try and bring them along. Yeah, win them over. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's tricky. I think, um, like, my goal in that community thing um, is always just to help, like, provide some balance to it like to the harmony right the things as they are together sense of harmony in in the in the event you know because there's like a you know there's a stage and there's musicians and there's tunes and there's people and there's walls or a ceiling there's production there's a pa there's you know all this stuff happening maybe it's on a day Maybe it's on some hippie high holy day, you know, like (laughs) Jerry Garcia died, you know, or something like that. Oh, that's a big one, man. That's a big one. But there's always some – yeah, that's a hippie high holy day. So there's always something going on, you know, that like informs the event. All these things inform the event, and the event is 99% social. Oh, yeah. It's not a – about me no matter who's playing it's not that's not where the feeling comes from the feeling comes from the whole thing from the fellowship and the environment you know
1: it's kind of bigger than all of us really we all contributing to this thing
2: and so you got to know that all you can do when you get up there to deal with that is you know he in your one tenth of one percent left to you you're going to do is you know You're not going to be, you can't be willful, you know, when you have that much leverage on a situation. You just have to, like, do your best to say, okay, I'm just going to, like, give it just this little nudge or just this little push and let it balance. And then, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of keep it balanced. And if it comes around in the direction that I'd like it, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. So, um, you know, that's. That's nice. I like uh, it well i mean that's where that's where that's where i'm conferencing. so i'm not trying to ram it down anybody's throat you know i'm not trying to like do it my way i'm trying to like just be in it with everybody without screwing it up <laughs> that's
1: so, a good philosophy don't yeah, screw no, it up whatever you yeah do. <laughs>
2: exactly exactly i'm sure exactly. you wouldn't i'm sure you wouldn't Oh, I do my best not to.
1: Right. I mean, you got to try your best. I mean, I'm all about that. So I was going to ask you, what keeps you going after all these years? I mean, what is it? that the What is it? I still
2: enjoy it. There you go. The secret sauce. You know, I mean, and, and, um, I enjoy parts of it that nobody else does. I'm still, like, glad to see a deli tray. What? Or just, <laughs> You know, it's like here's your sweaty cheese. I'm like, oh, thank you. Now can I go stand in a security line, They're going like, well, now I'm gonna go get searched. Um, oh wait, you guys—it's oh, hard whole, to
1: believe you guys get searched too. I the guess. whole thing. Uh, yeah, I
2: mean the whole thing. I still, I still like it. I still enjoy it. You know, um, I love playing. It's 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 certainly. Uh, I think it added years to my life for my my son John, to be, uh, you know, on 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 board, uh, musically, as much as he is because he's he's fabulous. You know, he just had a uh, he just had a baby. Ah, your yeah, grandfather. Aww, congrats. Yeah, a, yeah, grand, yeah grand grandfather time here, grandpa time, um, so like yeah, the the the, the you know the, the family aspect of it keeps me going for sure. Well, that's and, cool. That's something uh, that you
1: guys can share together and it, it grows you stronger together.
2: And I do, and, and I, I do enjoy it. And I understand, you know, the, the benefit mm-hmm. in it, the festival benefit that, you know, just the, you know, the fellowship, you know, community, mm-hmm. all that jazz, the family, yeah. that yeah. part of it, you know, for the people. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's the part of it. Just like when, uh, um, you know, just like when I said the thing about zero, you know, back in the day being more of a gang than a band. You uh-huh. know, just, just, just sort of on a, uh, on a mission of personal freedom, you know, um, you know. So that's
1: seri- that's serious when you have a mission. Trust me.
2: Yeah. No, we had that's a mission. Big. Our mission was to, you know, was to park on the steps of the courthouse and smoke a joint on the airplane or whatever we wanted to do. It was just like, don't bother us. <laughs> we we're going to do what we want. You know.
1: Back to the back to the sweaty you know the deli trays and stuff. You are at a position that I'm sure that you have a rider in your dressing room. Is there special things you have to have these days?
2: Um, no, not crappy deli trays. I like I I you know I like um. The only thing I really need is a cup of coffee. I need coffee before a gig, and um. If there's, enough, if there's enough coffee before the gig, I need a glass of wine after the gig. Uh, red or but, white? But Red, but I just figured out that when I drink it, I get fat. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that, It's man. supposed to be good for you. And I'm like, this is supposed to be good for me, you know? And then they stop drinking it, and I lose like a pound a day. And I'm Whoa. like, wow, this shit, man. This isn't good for you. I didn't know, man. I, know. I went to the doctor. The doctor says, um, <laughs> stop <doctor> drinking. Says, <laughs> no, he says, you're overweight. And I'm like, I've been 110 pounds for like 50 years, you know? Uh, and I'm oh. like, what? <laughs> and then I went and looked, you know, like the body mass index thing. And everything. it was oh, like, my. sure enough. And I'm like, where did this come from? You know, cause I thought, um, cause I quit smoking. Right. Okay. I smoked like 11 packs of cigarettes well, that, a day. That makes you gain life, weight, you know. And so, but then my dad died. Right. Okay. And then shortly after, and then in order to try and communicate with my ancestors, I started drinking. Um, <laughs> you know, which I did. I'm not really laughing because I relate. I do tell you. Before. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was like, like uh, uh, my dad and I couldn't. That there was never going to be another answer or another question or two. It was just like, there was never going to be another moment, man. And I like, I went straight to the refrigerator, man. And, you know, put some beer in it and then took it out. And uh, I think I figured out that it was the, you know, the alcohol. Wow. Not the cigarettes that was screwing me up. So I'm not going to start smoking again or anything.
1: And you're going to stop but, drinking.
2: But I got to stop, you know, I should probably stop drinking too.
1: But what about the ancestors? How are you going to speak to them?
2: You have to figure uh, out a new way. Or are you done speaking? Um, no. I mean, I think the traditional answer is play the imbira or the kalimba, you know, um, which I which I do uh, anyway. I don't have an imbira, the big one, but I've got the little, like the, the, like the, the, the tines, yes. the fun piano thing, the African thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that old music, that's what that was designed to do. Just, that's oh. how you communicate with your ancestors. Yeah.
1: So you have to do that instead of having a glass of wine while doing that. That's fine. Water. Water is a beautiful <laughs> thing. I know. That <laughs> is fun. That's. It's just so interesting. I know. Well, they. Oh, I always am mesmerized by like rock stars. Mostly, are so damn skinny because you have to stand for so. You're standing the whole time. It's not a sit job.
2: It's a stand job. Well, unless you're a drummer or a keyboard player or a pedal steel player or you know a cellist. That's true. There, there I can mean, be some sitting. And
1: Jerry, hello.
2: Yeah. I Jerry's mean people good. you know and and it's a good thing he did. Um well he sat to play the pedal steel obviously. Right. Um but um yeah, I think I'd, on stage if at least in the um at least in the old days when when all the sounds were like real and coming from the stage, and it wasn't yeah, like audited. everything was synthesized and ear tunes and, and just in 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 your ears in in little uh, in ear monitors, um, you know, you s- stood. I still stand just so I can adjust what I'm hearing, you know, because you only have to take a step in one direction or another to really get a different. Take on what's happening.
1: Um, well, you got to dance a oh, little geez. while
2: you're up there. I'm thinking. Little you got to well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta move. You got it. You got to move. You got to move around a little bit, and you got it. And you also have to position yourself correctly to uh, 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 to hear, to to receive uh-huh. cues, and to and give cues, and to so on and so forth. Blocking and sight lines and stuff like that have to be addressed.
1: This is all the backs, you know, this is behind the scene of the, you know, the Wizard of Oz type thing. Getting all the info. Yeah, and then...
2: And, 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 these and, and, we don't the, think about. The, and the stage is set up. I set the stage up, but I got my own ideas about how to set the stage up. And so the stuff that's on the stage, when you see me play, it's in place in order to minimize the amount of movement you have to make to create a change in your little bubble and your listening bubble are in, in your, in your sight lines. So I, I make it easy. You know, my job as band leader is to make it easy for the band to, to hear and communicate. So.
1: Very cool. Steve up American guitarist with voodoo dead. In fact, you guys are going to Japan soon. I can't
2: wait, man. I love it over there yeah, talk about different audience.
1: That's what I was going to just like, cause kinda, I know we're kind of wrapping this up, but I just had to ask you, I mean, what they're so nuts for rock and roll? What do you think that is?
2: I said uh, when 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 they grab a little piece of of our culture musically, I don't know if they do it anywhere else because I mean, I'm not thinking it's not aware. But um, you know when when I mean, the Japanese kind of adopted the pedal steel, yeah, and there's. <laughs> And they kick ass on the pedal steel. They build great pedal steels over there. They play great. I mean, it's a you know, it's great Japanese pedal steel, great big band stuff. They've adopted some American big band stuff. They they just they knocked that out of the park. Um, there's actually a Steve Kimmock cover band over there that there I is? Believe is called Steve Kimmock cover band, and they they Play stuff that I played, like note for note, like long performances, and it's just like, no, it's it's, uh, oh it's my. silly.
1: Wait, it's called Steve Kimock Cover Band.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like Steve Kimock Copy Band, or Steve Kimmel Cover Band. Or and you've like seen that.
1: him? How excited inci- Did they know you were there? No, no, I haven't seen them. Oh.
2: just told me about it. They, you got to see they, all, him. All of a sudden, I can't wait. You got it, anyway, and jump you to jump up on stage with them, the Steve. They're gonna die. Time, the first time I went over there. Right, the very first gig I did was in Tokyo. It was a Steve Kimock band with with uh, uh, with Rodney and and, and Mitch. Uh, I'm trying to remember who was playing bass at the time. I'm not sure if it was. Oh, well, it might have been Alfonso Johnson, maybe not. I don't remember. But um, you know, what I was saying before about it? I get to the gig and I look at the people and I kind of read the expectation and I'm looking for something to balance the energy that I feel in the room and. It was in this big hall that had this balcony all around, you know, and I'm up in the balcony where the dressing room is, and I'm looking down, and the kids are coming in with their backpacks or whatever, man, and they walk in the door, and they're sitting down with their little pack, and that was it. And they're sitting down. They were perfectly quiet. Oh, was really? Non- there was not a word, man. It was like not a drunken brawl. They're not everybody talking. They weren't chasing each other in circles. The just kind of came in and found a spot, sat down. And I was like, oh, geez, what do I do with this? Right. You know, I couldn't read it at all. And, uh, and then the band comes out, you know, and as soon as we started, as soon as the lights hit and the music, boom, they all jumped up screaming. <laughs> Exploded together, right? And then every minute after that, the entire audience mirrored the emotional effect of the music. So, if it was a quiet, sad kind of little passage, they would all sort of get like the sad face and sway together, do the kelp, you know, (laughs) just kind of sway. And then, if it was energetic or happy, they'd be all like jubilant. It was really neat. You know, very, very, very different.
1: Very Uh, cool. Well, that's going to be a fun
2: gig for you guys. I love it over there. The food and the travel and the whole thing. Japan's awesome. Very cool.
1: Well, Steve Kimmock, American guitarist and, of course, guitarist in Voodoo Dead, coming to Skull and Roses. I can't wait to see you. It'll be great to to meet you in person. Say hi. And that is April the 3rd through the 5th. You guys playing on the 5th at Ventura County Fairgrounds. Outside, your favorite place.
2: My favorite place to play for you, so be there.
1: I know, on the beach, right yeah. there. It's so close, fun, lots of memories. Going back to the fairgrounds. Thank you so much for being on Festival Nation, spending time, chatting about many, many different things. I loved our conversation. <laughs> we went many different directions, and it was yeah, great fun.
2: yeah, no, that was that was that was good, Marla. Dennis told me you were smart. He was ah. right.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, Dennis, I love Dennis McDale. Yeah,
0: yes.
2: He's, he's, he said, yeah, I'm going to like this one.
0: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
1: Hey now, been hanging out with rock guitarist Steve Kimock, who will be performing at the upcoming Skull and Roses Festival, celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead, April 2nd to the 5th at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. Thanks to Steve for being on Festival Nation, where we celebrate the magical world of music festivals. And thanks to you for listening to Festival Nation here on the Pantheon Podcast Network and our special miniseries on Skull and Roses, the multi-day festival celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead. Skull and Roses returns April 2nd to the 5th for its 4th anniversary at the legendary Ventura County Fairgrounds on the Central California coast. In upcoming episodes, we'll feature behind-the-scenes interviews with artists performing at Skull and Roses, including bass guitarist and founding member of Dead & Company, Oteil Burbridge, JGB organist Melvin Seals, and renowned rock photographer Jay Blakesburg. And during the festival, we'll be on site live with our FestCast, bringing you all the news from backstage with plenty of special guests. This year's lineup features Grateful Dead drummer Billy Kreutzman and his band, Billy and the Kids, O'Teal and Friends, Voodoo Dead, Melvin Seals and JGB, Jackie Green, Keller Williams, Grateful Grass, Circles Around the Sun, Ghost Light, Grateful Shred, David Nelson Band, and tons more. Get your tickets at SkullandRoses.com. And stay tuned to Festival Nation for your chance to win your pair of passes to Skull and Roses, which has become a mecca for deadheads, young and old. To win, just email me at festivalnationpodcast at gmail.com or follow Festival Nation on Twitter at Nation Festival, Facebook and Instagram at Festival Nation Podcast. And just tell us why you like Festival Nation, why you like the podcast and what band you're most looking forward to seeing at Skull and Roses. We'll find you and you'll be entered to win. Any music used in this Festival Nation podcast is owned by the artist and is used for educational and illustration purposes only. Thanks for checking out, liking, sharing, and following Festival Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk to you next time. Peace.
0: Peace, love, and music. Thanks for being part of the tribe. For Marla Davies and everyone here at Festival Nation, until next time, tune in, turn on.